I always get a little nervous when Sean calls me up while they're still playing because I feel like people are going to expect me to sing and it's not going to happen. Oh, there is. Who here wants to see me fall in a giant hole? Let's, oh, nice. I got more hands than I wanted, but that's fine. Uh, so we had something really cool. Like the, the worship was so amazing tonight. In the Bible, it talks about the rocks will even cry out to Jesus. We heard a car cry out to Jesus during the song, and that was really cool. Uh, I have a question for you, two questions actually, and I want you guys to participate by raising your hand, pretend you're in school, pretend you're in school when it's not online. So number one, who here has ever heard the phrase, uh, I'm not mad, just disappointed? Okay, good. Now, who here has ever said the phrase to someone else, I'm not mad, just disappointed? Okay, I would be... I would ask a third question of, out of the people that raised their hands to one or the other who said it to the other people that raised their hands, but I'm not going to. Uh, but I want to talk about disappointment tonight because as we've talked a lot up through the, the pandemic and through just life this past year in 2020 about disappointment. And we've all faced that throughout our lives. It's nothing new for this year. Uh, but one of the things that's been on my mind and on my heart a lot lately, and I even talked about this to the teens once. Uh, we kind of are trained to live our lives as if we are the hero, as if we are the central character. And so because of that, we kind of live out a movie in our heads a little bit or a book. Uh, and, and it's like, it's basically like, well, you know, things are not always going to be perfect. Things will be good sometimes, bad sometimes, but this is what's owed to me or this is, I'm, I'm the star. And we kind of treat other people like that sometimes, like they are bit players in our own story. Uh, like when we leave the room, they go into a dark room and just kind of wait for us to come back. We kind of feel like that, even if we don't consciously feel like that. And so that kind of leads to the disappointment because there's different kinds. There's disappointment in ourselves, disappointment in others, disappointment in just life and in the way things are. And it all kind of goes back to disappointment from this feeling of missing out or from this feeling of what we're owed or from this feeling of life's unfair. And I think we've all probably said that. We all probably said both versions, like life's unfair or, you know, life isn't fair, stuff, stuff like that. I want to talk about Moses, and I want to talk about near the very end of his life to go into this a little deeper. So Deuteronomy 31, 1 through 2. When Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan River. So if you are familiar with Deuteronomy uh, a lot of it, especially at this point, is kind of Moses recounting everything that the Israelites had been through. And, and so there was a point where he disobeyed God. There were a couple points where he disobeyed God. He had followed God. He was a, a leader for God. People think of him as a hero. People think of him as a faith warrior. And he is all of those things. But he also messed up from time to time. And so God said, you're not going to cross into the promised land. That's like the entire purpose for all of the Israelites from, from the moment of their inception to to every forever uh, they will get the promised land like that's the big deal they're the chosen people all of these things and so Moses hearing that had to have this crushing feeling of disappointment now he was happy for his people and so as you look through this he doesn't say when he's talking to the Israelites yeah this really stinks and and you know you guys can go ahead but I don't get to you know how we kind of tell people stuff like that uh, and and he's like yeah I am not going to be crossing but 
God is with you and he will go ahead of you and you will, will be able to. You will have a new leader, but you will have the same God. And he would talk about all of that and he would share all of that, but he would still feel this disappointment. And if I were to go person to person, and I won't do that, but if I were to go person to person and ask, what are some of your biggest disappointments in life? What are some things that have really uh, hit you? Maybe this year, maybe other years, whatever. I remember and I've told some people this story. So here's a secret. I have a niece named Beatrice. She, uh, I have a strong relationship with her. She's little, not that little, but she's little. And uh, when this whole pandemic started, uh, I had been going every single week since she was born. But there was a period of time where I couldn't because Indianapolis had rules and Ohio had rules and, and uh, Amber was worried about it and just all these different things. So right around her first birthday, I was unable to go to her first birthday party. It was just the people that lived there, the family. Uh, and that was really hard for me. I was really disappointed because I had presents for her and I was so excited to see her. Uh, if you have like a, a kid or you have a niece or a nephew or a cousin or somebody who's been close to you, like that first party, even though they don't remember it, you do and it's special. And so I was really, really disappointed about that. It really bothered me. And I didn't let on to Amber because it wasn't her fault. And you know, I was like, hey, you know, celebrate with Beatrice. I meant that. But, but in my own heart, I would be just carrying this for a while. Like, man, I don't get to see this. And, you know, I'd see the pictures, and I was really happy uh, because she was happy and all of these things, but I still carried that disappointment. Uh, you know, if any of you guys are Bengals fans, you know what it's like to carry disappointment. And so, and I'm going to make fun of myself here, too. I am a Titans fan, and the only appearance in the Super Bowl that we've had is a yard short, which is shown every single year at the Super Bowl, so I carry that disappointment also. But with Beatrice... Uh, I, I had done my best to be a big part of her life. And so it really hurt. But, you know, she was happy. Her family was happy. They were together. And so I had to stop and think. And this took a long time to stop and think about. But I had to stop and think, well, I'm not owed this, this time with her. Like, I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart. I'm doing this for her. This isn't for me. Now, you know, obviously, I get something out of this. I get love, and I, I get to have this place in her life. But it was still really hard. And I'm not at all comparing that to what Moses was facing. But when we have a disappointment, we carry that and it really hurts us and it can really affect how we treat other people. Uh, because I said I didn't lash out at Amber or say anything because it's not her fault, but sometimes we've all kind of been there. Maybe it's at a store or at a restaurant where they're out of something we want or out of something we quote unquote need. And they're like, you know, I don't have this or we don't have this. And you're like, well, that's not fair. And like, we just kind of go at them. Uh, I've been places, and I always try to be nice to people as much as I can, uh, except Purdue fans or LeBron fans, but anyway. And so uh, I've, been to, I've been to Burger King fairly recently where they were like, we're out of hamburgers. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, you know, the name's Burger King, but I didn't say anything. Uh, and I've had, like, fast food employees say, wow, you were so nice to us. And I'm like, I just said, okay. And they're like, and you just wonder what other people said to them in their disappointment, because in our disappointment, it's almost worse than anger. It's almost worse than heartbreak. It's almost worse than anything because it feels like something's taken from us. It feels like we're missing something. And so Moses could have gone a way different way. Now, he knew God personally. He'd seen God. He'd walked with God. But he could have gone a very different way to his people and been like, yeah, whatever. I'm done. I retire. I walk away. But he didn't. And so I want to go to the next part where he's talking to the people and to Joshua. This is 31, 5 through 8. The Lord will hand over to you the people who live here, and you must deal with them as I have commanded you. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not 
panic before them, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. Then Moses called for Joshua, and as all Israel watched, he said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will heal, or you will lead the people into the land the Lord has swore to his ancestors uh, he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among the, their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. Now in that, you see that he repeats a couple phrases. He repeats, uh, he, he repeats be strong and encouraged. Uh, be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged. Do not panic. Do not fear. And he says that a few times. Now, absolutely, he's trying to build up Joshua and he's trying to build up the people, but he's also saying that to himself. Because as much as he loves God and as much as he loves people and as much as he knows this is what's right and this is what's going to happen, he still feels that disappointment, that weight of his expectations, that weight of missing out. Because he led these people with God's help, with God's force, with God's power, with God's glory, with everything God, out of Egypt, out of slavery, through the desert, through all of these things. And all of us would feel, well, we're owed a little something now. And so Moses is feeling that. He's feeling that disappointment. He's feeling those expectations. And yet he says, be strong, be courageous. And he, you, he might as well be saying, hey, Moses, come on, get your head in the game and, and be strong, be courageous. Tell them what they need to hear. Tell them what God has given to you. Be happy for them. In my life, I've heard a lot of times, you know, be happy for them. If somebody else gets something I want or somebody else gets something that I've gone for, like, it's be happy for them. And we say that to ourselves. That's really hard. It's really hard because, again, we feel that we're expected to have certain things. And that all goes into the disappointment. And Moses could have said, and there are ways to do this while still living by the letter of the law. And Christians find these letters of the law sometimes. He could have said, Joshua, you know, be strong, be courageous. You're going to get stabbed in the back too probably, but don't worry about that right now. And, and you know, go lead the people into the promised land because God will give it to you, but who knows what he'll take. And like he could say things like that and kind of stick to what he's supposed to say. Now, as Christians, sometimes we do that. I have seen this, and I've talked about this before. I've felt this sometimes, where somebody does something or says something or thinks something or acts in a way that we disagree with, and we go up to them and we look them right in the face, like I'm looking at Terry right now, and say, yeah, I'll pray for you. Like an insult, like an attack. And it's like, it's like, yeah, you're so stupid, I'll pray for you. You really need help being smarter. Like you think that you're any kind of person, like I'll pray for you. And we're doing the letter of the law where God says pray for the people. But we're doing it in a way where we've let our disappointment, we've let our anger, we've let our human characteristics that are bad take over. But we can look at Moses, who by no means was a perfect person. And we can see that he felt that. And he had messed up with anger before, but he felt that and he said, Hey, Joshua, it's going to be okay. God is with you. I, I am disappointed. I'm hurt. But it's not because of him. This was on me. He will go before you. He will go before the people. He will always be with you. Because a lot of times, when we expect something and we don't get it, it hurts, like I said. But sometimes, and we see like little memes and stuff where it's like, oh, something gets better. I remember one where it's like, uh, this little girl is holding a little teddy bear and like Jesus is like, hey, give it to me because Jesus goes around and takes teddy bears from little girls apparently. And, and like, you know, give it to me. And behind his back, he has a giant teddy bear. And, you know, the message is good. The message is good. It's like, hey, give everything to Jesus because you're going to get more. But sometimes that more isn't in the way that we expect it either. You know, I've had in my lifetimes where he has definitely given me what I needed. But it's not always been what I've wanted. 
It's not always been like something that I've even liked, but it's like I, I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And Moses too. Like if he had to sit down and write a paper or do an interview, it probably would have been hard for him to come up with all of the reasons why he wasn't allowed in the promised land. Now he knew, again, letter of the law, but it would have been hard for him because of that disappointment. And yet he put that aside because what he said to Joshua, what he said to the people, what he said to us is very true. God will go before you. God always goes before you no matter what. In this pandemic, in school, in work, in life, whatever it is you're facing, in politics, in election cycles, in everything else that's going on right now, God will go before us. He didn't let Israel go. He was with them. Their lives and Moses' life wasn't exactly how they liked sometimes, wasn't exactly how they wanted. But we're talking about them thousands, thousands of years later. Not because they're special, but because God is, because God's powerful, because God is with them. And there's the last part I want to read. Uh, this is the very end of the chapter. That same day, the Lord said to Moses, go to Moab, to the mountains east of the river, and climb Mount Nebo, which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land I'm going to give to the people of Israel as their special possession. Then you will die there on the mountain. You will join your ancestors, just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. For both of you betrayed me and the Israelites at the waters of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. You failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there. So you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land I am going to give to Israel. Now, there are people who would say, well, that's not fair. But life's not fair. Like, very truly, we don't want life to be fair because... That'd kind of be hard for a lot of people. What we want, what we secretly want, is life to be just fair for us and then everybody else to kind of deal with it. And so it would be easy for Moses to say, that's not fair, seeing it. But he knew that God was showing him. And it wasn't just that he was showing him the land. He wasn't saying, hey, look at that, you're not going to have it. He's like, look, I know that you feel like this is a tough punishment. And I know you feel like these consequences are hard. And I know you've done so much. And to hold you accountable for just a few things in your eyes is difficult. But look, look out there. You may not go there, but those people are. Those people are saved. I will be with those people. And that's encouraging to him. Because we're not in this for ourselves. This isn't our story to cut back to the beginning. This is God's story. And we are privileged to be able to share it with everybody that we meet. We're privileged to be able to sit here on a lawn. And listen to the word and worship with Sean and the band and, and just fellowship together. We're privileged to be at this time. And I know that it does not feel like it's a privilege to live in 2020. But we are privileged because we worship God. Because we follow God. Because He is with us. He goes before us. And He uses us to show others what that means so that they can then get that. So yeah, Moses... He didn't get to go in, but he got to see that the people that he had bled for, the people that he had loved, the people that he had led, the people that he had shared his whole life with would be okay. He got to see that God did go before him, that God does grant promises, that God never gives up. And that's such a cool thing. It's such an amazing thing. I'm going to share something with you that literally only a few people know right now because I just found out a second ago. And I know I'm close to time, so I'll be quick. Uh, my mom texted while I was over there trying to get out of the camera shot because apparently I looked creepy, which happens. Uh, and my, she said, hey, you know, your cousin Brianne was in a car accident and died like a couple minutes ago. Uh, and so the, it is difficult. We grew up 
close to the same time, we had a very difficult relationship in that she did something awful to my great-grandma who had Alzheimer's, and it was hard for me to get over. I forgave her, but we hadn't really talked since. Uh, there are a lot of issues there that are hard, as with family. Like, if you have family, you know that it's not always easy. Uh, and so I told my mom, you know, it's hard to go over text when I'm about to come up here. I'm like, hey, you know, if you talk to her mom, uh, tell her that I love her, that I'm praying, and, the, you know, that I'm thinking about her. But that's hard. You know, she just lost a daughter, and her da she's an adult, but it's still hard. Brian had kids. And so I think about the disappointment those kids feel. And I think about the disappointment that her husband feels and, and the disappointment, the hurt, the heartbreak that, that her parents feel. And I think about that loss. And it absolutely puts things into perspective, but that doesn't mean that tomorrow I'm not going to be upset about LeBron winning tonight. Because we do that, because we're people. But it's important to take that perspective, and when we forget again, to be like, okay, what did Moses do in this situation? You know, how did other people handle this passing? And it's tragic. There's no way around it. And I, I, I am not going to go, like, call her, call Kathy right now and say, hey, you know, I just gave a message about discouragement. This will really help you through this process. Because, you know, we have to grieve on our own. But it reminds us that life does not go the way we want it all the time. It doesn't, and it's sad, but while we have this life, we have the hope to show others the right way to live it. We have the hope to share in each other's burdens. We have the hope to share in each other's disappointments. We have the hope to share in each other's victories. And that's what Moses got to do on that mountain before he passed to go on to paradise. And that's what Joshua did with the people, and that's what we are doing now. It's not always going to be easy, and it's not always going to be fun, and it's not even always going to be good in our definitions. But God will always go before us. So be strong, be courageous, help each other, lift each other up. Don't look for things that divide. Don't get on social media and see somebody saying something different than what you think and just go at them. Think, how can I show the love of Christ in a new way, in a better way? How can I be like Moses? How can I be strong and courageous? How can I show people what that actually means? And the answer is in the question. Because God will go before you. You will never ever be without God. So as long as there is life, there is hope. And God is hope. So show that to each other tonight, to your families and friends when you go home, and to the world when you wake up in the morning. That's all I got.